Hello and welcome to the Beatles World Cup. You know what we do by now, right? We take 213 Beatles songs and whittle them down to just one. We're going to find the greatest Beatles song of all time. I'm Jono and helping me on this journey is... Is Rob. Hello. Hi. Hey, um, last week we were we were picking some goodies. We, we each picked a really good goodie. Um, mm. Get back and one more bigger guitar. I still can't you say still it. Can't say. It's been a week, Jono. It's been a Come week. On. I've been practicing and everything while my guitar gently weeps. Um, and uh, Get Back made it through by the skin of its teeth. Um, it got back yeah. into yeah. the uh, into the next round. Um, so Back to where it once belonged. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Mm. You've been working on Thank that you. all week, right? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but at the end of last episode, we picked out four more songs at random uh, to put against each other this week. Rob, what are they? They are P.S. I Love You, Strawberry Fields Forever, She's a Woman, and A Hard Day's Night. It's going to be a hard episode's task <laughs> this time around. <laughs> you hadn't you hadn't. I definitely that. hadn't prepared that. Welcome to the Beatles World Cup. <laughs> Wow. Um, I say this every week, but man, this is going to be a toughie. This is going to be a toughie, this one, I feel. Um, So, in the spirit of friendship, Rob, P.S., I love you. Oh, thank you, Jono. Uh, You're you're quite nice, too. (laughs) Um, Yes, this is a very early Beatles track here. I mean, this one's an indicator, I think, that the guys can write, and for something off their first LP, it suggests that, you know, if they're going to improve from this then they're going to have a decent career ahead of them because it's certainly competent. Um, But you know what? I'm going to use the T word for an early Beatles love song. This is pretty twee. Uh, Unless I'm really, really in the mood for hearing super early Beatles, I probably wouldn't be playing this in a million years, to be honest. Yeah. It just, like, it's, this is one of those songs I think is sung by the Beatles, but just doesn't sound like the Beatles. It sounds like like a another band um, well I, th- I think they're still copy pasting from their heroes of like the the 50s and stuff like that yeah and and doing sort of a, not a pastiche but almost a pastiche of that um, but that's how they're learning their craft you know and it's like well okay that's that's good if that's where you're at in your career and you can write that that's good where do you take it from there and they do take it somewhere from there which is great yeah it was the b-side of course to love me do um, mm. But we do obviously a, a slightly better song, should we say? Yeah, just, um, just a bit. I will give you this though. I'm obsessed with like what Ringo does in songs at the moment. I think it's just like a get back thing. Where right. I, I just sort of fell in love with Ringo as everybody did. And now I just kind of are interested in what's Ringo up to? He's not playing the drums in this. No. It's not him. He's on the maracas. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's oh. up to. The instrument of every grade two school student. Yeah. Um, yes, no. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But it's not Beatles, even though it's the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm sure there are a lot of people um, back in the day that would have actually thought that this next song wasn't Beatles when they <laughs> first listened to it. <laughs> and that is the classic Strawberry Fields Forever. Let me 
Yeah, I mean, how do you even begin to judge this? Um, it's a song that changed pop music. It's a double A side with Penny Lane, if we're talking singles. Uh, and a video clip, or I guess promotional film, as they would have called it in those days. That's as, as super experimental as the music itself. And it just seems to fit the mood and the era and the music just right. It's it's a very big song. Is it almost bigger than the Beatles themselves? Mm. There's a there's a question. You know, it, it's just an amazing thing. Yeah, and it's basically you know, that, that that double A with Penny Lane. It's it's like yeah, what what perfection? Because you've basically got, as I see it, it's sort of the same song, but you've got Paul's kind of like upbeat and John's, I guess, downbeat. You could say. Because they're both talking sort of about the same thing-ish, as in... Well, it's a memory of a place, I guess. Yeah. It's got a Liverpool sort of pin in it, but very different ways of looking at it. Um, This is... Again, I talked about this last week. Listen to this on a really good set of headphones and hear all those parts. Because, again, it's like they're here they're just layering upon layering upon layering of stuff. All of those backward... um, that backward sounds like the you know those bits um, you do that very well thank you I've been listening to it a lot um, and it's just brilliant yeah so I think if you could put on. Paul's personality on the, on one side and John's on the other this is the single that does it yeah and that hidden yeah. cut a minute in that nobody can pick because it's so good <laughs> two completely different recordings of the song one slowed down to be like the other yeah and just the sitar coming through and just, I, I, do you know I love especially like at the end um, mm-hmm. when it has the whole but before the weird bit of the end which we'll talk about in a moment but like it feels like they've kind of they're sort of showing off all the different elements it's like the, the different parts of what the Beatles are now because you've got the violins coming in you've got the guitar coming in you've got the sitar coming in yeah. and piano and it just feels like it's almost like do you remember at the end of the end they're all doing the guitar bits themselves Mm-hmm. And it's sort of showing off each of them, and it kind of relates. It kind of feels like that. It's almost like here's here's little bits of the different parts of the Beatles all combining into. Yeah, like, I don't think I've explained myself very well, but I know, I know what you mean, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I tell you another thing: Ringo's yes. drumming on this is amazing. It's that that sort of almost like military sound going through it. It's really good, and of course you. You are in a Ringo phase. I am in a real Ringo phase because I think, um, I don't know, I just listen to, just, I don't know. Mm. It's it's nice to sort of listen to that drumming and seeing how much he gives to each of those songs and how, how yeah. lesser they would be as songs if the drumming wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's not much you can say about this, apart from that weird bit at the end, which is always good as well uh, <laughs> to, to listen to. Well, that's just showing off too, you know, all these skills they had in the studio that bands, many bands hadn't caught up with yet. Yeah. And they tried it with other songs as well later, but I think this is the best sort of little, you know, bit at the end. Oh, yeah. I think Helter Skelter, they did it too. Mm-hmm. And there was something else as well, but they, yeah. But anyway, amazing song. Hard yes. to, hard to kind of say anything bad about it at all. Um, we can move a few years back though. So she's a woman. Um, mm-hmm. which is our next one on the list. 
Yeah, I think when something starts with my love don't give me presents, I know that she's no peasant, <laughs> you're probably right to expect very little from it. But, but I think this is still a boppy little pop thing. Uh, if we're doing singles, it was the B-side to I Feel Fine. Mm. And it wasn't on any of the UK albums, I think, until Past Masters came out on CD for any of the train spotters out there. But yeah, I'm... I'm comfortable, Jono, saying this one won't be really troubling my thought process when we have to pick a winner from today's batch. Yeah, I'd be, I'd, I would be straining to uh, put this in the top, you know, 50, just like Paul is straining in his vocals on this quite a lot. Like, he's he's on the edge of what he can do uh, with some of these. Yeah, yeah. It's, like I say, it's a boppy little pop thing. You know, you can listen to it and get into it. But it's it's not it's not a big song, no. Um, here's a drugs drugs reference. Wood 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 wood. There's drugs in there. So it's the first drugs reference in a Beatles song. Is it really? Turns me on when I get lonely. Ah, oh, okay. And that's about All right. the marijuana, Rob. Oh, I see the pot. The pot. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if there are any more drug references in any of their other songs, but there's definitely one here. <laughs> I joke. Um, yeah, she's a woman. Mm, not sure about that. However, yeah. however, yes. another song which we need to talk about and maybe just mm-hmm. talk about the very first note. <laughs> it's a very famous chord. Yeah. Made up, and I think it was all of them on it and George Martin basically creating the opening chord. And from what I was looking online, it's still, I don't think anyone's quite worked out exactly what it's made up of. So it's still a little bit of a mystery. I think people have aimed at it but it's not actually 100% known how it was all built together and who did what and who's playing what. Yeah, it'd be very hard to reproduce exactly. Mm. That's, for, that's for sure. I mean, gosh, we're, we're in Strawberry Fields territory here in a way because the, the song's such a big banger of a thing, you know, and it can't be divorced from its visuals either. Like I was talking about the Strawberry Fields promotional clip here, you know, the visuals are taken from the film. Yeah. And the boys just look amazing in black and white, and they're being chased by the girls in school uniforms, including Patty Boyd, who'd oh. married George a couple of years later. You know, and I, I can just see the, the images in my head, like Paul hiding behind the newspaper, the, the whole thing. You know, I, I can't hear this and not see the visuals as well. And, of course, the song itself just rockets along and is such fun. It's it's a good one. Yeah. It's a real good one. Uh, it is great. It is yeah. It is great. Um, and it just sort of sums up, I guess, that sort of what they would be doing at the time, which is their life would have been one big sort of roller coaster, rollicking chase adventure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and apparently that kind of thing, when you look at bands, you know, when they talk years later about their success, that kind of thing is actually not fun. Yeah. Um, you know, once it happens, I guess, two or three times. Mm. But they make it look really fun in the film. Yeah. Like being chased down a, a train station, uh, you know, by all these screaming girls. They make it look fantastic fun. But I think the reality would be different. Yeah, I absolutely bet it would be. Um, but, you know, an absolute rollercoaster of a song. And nice to have, you know, a big banger from the early years. Um, yeah. Come on, we haven't had many of those yet. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Interesting. Well, um, again, it's one of those ones like last week, isn't it? There are, there are sort of two 
songs, I think we can politely show the door. Um, would that be fair, Rob? P.S. I love you and she's a woman. I yes, easily. Which takes us down to uh, the final two, I guess. Um, mm. You might have a clear winner. I've definitely got a clear winner. I I do. Right, and it, it is like last week. You know, it's super close. And although I can't believe I'm doing this, as those great black and white images go through my head, I'm going to give it to Strawberry Fields. Was that Good your pick as that well? That was absolutely my pick as well. I think this was, I go. mean, it would be hard to find many songs that could have come up against that and got through. Um, I think A Hard Day's Night in another round would have been an easy go through, but um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Some of our earlier rounds, I think it could have done it, but this one, mm. No, I feel very bad, though, because it's such a great song. Yeah, it is um, rollicking. Rollicking, yeah. A Hard yeah. Day's Night. But um, you can't quite beat Strawberry Fields forever. I think you just there's too much going on in that one mm-hmm. for, it to, uh, for it to not go through. So, yeah, I'm glad we're in agreement, Rob. Uh, I feel like yes, we've been sort of you know, splitting into different directions of late, which is good, because otherwise the podcast would be, be very strange. Boring. <laughs> we both agree once again. Um so yeah, Strawberry Fields Forever. Congratulations, you were through to the next round. Um, yeah. that, that was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's cool. pick our next four. Let's pick our next four. Alrighty, we are slowly making a dent into the box of death. Um, and here <laughs> our next four picked randomly out. First one, what goes on? Oh, Ringo song alert. Uh, I want to tell you. Oh, Revolver. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oops. All my loving. Oh, oh, there's a lot to say about that. <laughs> and the last one. Hello. Goodbye. No. Oh, that's going to be a tough week. <laughs> that's a tough week. They're always tough weeks. <laughs> It's not getting any easier, this thing, is it? Hell, okay. <laughs> hey, um, you can give us your feedback on which episode you, uh, which uh, sorry, song you think should go through next week. You can email us, thebeatlesworldcup at gmail.com, or you can uh, get in touch with us on Twitter, which is always fun, and that is at beatlesworldcup. And let us know if we've been right or if we've been wrong. Mm, yes. So, um, yeah. Well done, Strawberry Fields Forever. Love you. Well done. See you in a few weeks uh, for, uh, for, well, not a few weeks, probably a year's time for the uh, for the next round. <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. Have a lovely week. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.